Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, it's the Reading Bug again. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group, a global leader in children's publishing with incredible titles for middle grade readers, like the Unicorn Rescue Society series by Newbery Honor winner Adam Gidwitz. For the latest book in this fantasy adventure series, The Chupacabras of the Rio Grande, Adam is joined by Pura Belpri Honor winning author David Bowles as his co-author and the story is just as magical as the rest. In it, the kids traveled to the U.S.-Mexican border to help the legendary Chupacabras. Help support our sponsor by purchasing the Unicorn Rescue Society series and other Penguin Young Readers titles at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Welcome to another Reading Bug Adventure. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our airplane adventure, a trip back in time to see the Wright brothers and sister take off for the very first manned airplane flight. Thanks for listening. Reading Bug Adventures is created, written, and produced by The Reading Bug, our family-owned children's bookstore. You can learn all about us and shop for millions of books by visiting thereadingbug.com. Or, if you'd like us to pick out the perfect books for you and deliver them to your doorstep each month, visit readingbugbox.com. The books in each box are handpicked by me and the rest of our expert staff and perfectly matched to each child's age and interests and reading level. Sign up now for our special three-month summer reading bug box at readingbugbox.com. Finally, before our adventure begins, I have a few people to thank. Reading Bug Adventures is mixed and mastered by Resonate Recordings and made possible by our sponsors and by listeners like you. Please rate our podcast and tell all your friends. And if you want to learn more about how you can help support us, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thanks to all our patrons for their support. Okay, reader, are you ready to zip back in time to our adventure to see the Wright Brothers take flight? Me too! Flap your wings with me and let's fly. It's time for a reading bug adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Well, hello, reader. It's great to see you today. Thanks for joining me in The Reading Bug. I hope you're ready for another great adventure. I'm not sure where we're going, but The Reading Bug seemed excited. Before she left to get her book bag, she told me to prepare for takeoff. Whatever that means. The Reading Bug should be back soon, and then we'll find out what today's adventure is all about. Oh, hi, Lauren. Hi, reader. You made it. I'm so glad. I am super-duper excited about today's adventure. 
because it involves one of the things that I love doing most, aside from reading, of course. In fact, I'm doing it right now. Talking? Nope, not even close. Although I do love talking. Today's adventure is going to be a little bit different than usual. On our other adventures together, we have gone to many different places, like Africa for our picture safari, or to the moon to help Lumi find his family. We've also traveled to different times in the past. In our dinosaur adventure, we went all the way to the Mesozoic era, millions of years ago. And on our Camelot and Ninja adventure, we traveled back to the Middle Ages. Those adventures were so much fun. I'm not sure I want to do something different. This adventure will be tons of fun, too. Don't worry. Today we're going to travel back in time to a very specific date in history and to a very specific location so that we can witness an amazing historic event, an event that until now I've only been able to read about. Oh, that does sound exciting. But it doesn't really help us guess where we're going on our adventure today. There are loads and loads of historic events that have been written about in books. Do you have any other clues for us? Hmm. Well, why don't I tell you the titles of some books in my book bag and see if you can guess? That sounds like a great idea. Are you ready to guess where we'll be going on our adventure today, reader? Great! Okay, here you go. Try to guess where the book bag will be taking us. Here are a few of the books I packed for today's adventure. Rosie Revere, Engineer by Andrea Beatty. After the Fall by Dan Santat. Epic Fails, The Wright Brothers Nose Diving into History by Eric Slater and Ben Thompson. And Who Were the Wright Brothers by James Buckley Jr. Well, most of those books are about airplanes or the Wright Brothers, the first people to fly an engine-powered airplane. Could we be going to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in Washington, D.C., where the first airplane is displayed? That's a really great guess, Lauren. But you haven't figured it out yet. Want to give it another try? Remember, we're time-traveling to a very specific date and a very specific place. Wilbur and Orville Wright, Young Flyers by Augusta Stevenson. First Flight, The Story of Tom, Tate, and the Wright Brothers by George Shea. The Wright Brothers' First Flight, A Fly on the Wall in History by Thomas Kingsley Troop. More books about flying in the Wright Brothers. Reading Bug. Are we going to see the Wright brothers take their very first flight? The first airplane flight ever? Today? Yes, yes, yes! You got it, Lauren! I'm going to take us back in time to December 17, 1903, and to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, in the book bag today, so we can see the Wright brothers take flight. We've never done this before, but I'm sure the book bag and your imaginations, of course, can get us to exactly where we want to go. Reader, did you remember to bring your crayons and paper? Just like the illustrators of the books that we read, we can use the pictures that we draw in our adventures to tell our family about the amazing things we've seen. Cameras were pretty new, very, very expensive, and hard to come by back in 1903, so there aren't many pictures of the Wright brothers or their first airplane. It will be incredible if you draw pictures of them as they get ready to take the very first engine-powered flight in the history of the world. If you don't have crayons and paper, don't worry. Just pause our podcast or ask a grown-up to help, and we'll be right here when you come back. Are you ready now? Great! Now, just as we always do, let's stretch our arms and legs before we start on our adventure today. 
to make sure we're ready for all the excitement that awaits us. That's it. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car seat, and let's wiggle our fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great. Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Ooh, thanks, Lauren. I feel so much better now that I'm all stretched out. I feel energized, agile, and ready for adventure. How about you, reader? Great! Are you both ready to go, then? I can hardly wait to meet the Wright brothers and see them take flight. Bookbag, maybe try something new today? Can we ask you politely to fly us away? But instead of a place we'd like to alight, in 1903, for the Wright brothers' first flight. Wow. Reader, look, the book bag is growing bigger and bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And look, I see so many pictures, shapes, and words swirling around in there from all the books the reading bug has brought with her. But I'm not sure what they all mean. I see a little girl wearing a pair of bird-like wings and pretending to fly all around. And I see one of those funny bicycles with a giant front wheel and a tiny back wheel. It's in a store that looks like it's full of bicycles. I see a beautiful white sand beach and lots and lots of different kinds of airplanes with two sets of wings on each side. Okay, reader, the book bag is waiting for us. Are you ready for our trip back to December 17, 1903? On the count of three, jump into the book bag with me. One, two, three, jump! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Wow! Hold on tight, reader. We're moving quickly along the ground. Gaining speed, going faster and faster. Whoa! And take off! Just like an airplane, we've lifted up off the ground and we're flying higher and higher into the sky. Look below. I see an airport over there with lots of gray, white, and blue jets taking off, just like us. And others coming in for a landing. It's getting smaller and smaller below us as we climb higher into the sky. Oh, and look at my watch. It's starting to count backwards. And all around us, day is turning into night. And now back into day again. Faster and faster and faster. We must be headed back in time, just like you promised, Reading Bug. Back to 1903. We're going back in time and soaring through the air across the country. What a wild trip. Oh, but look. I think we might be getting ready to land, Reader. The book bag is tilted back downward toward the earth, and we're approaching at a terrifying speed. Everyone, hold on tight. Get ready for a bumpy landing. Okay, that was quite a trip, but we've landed, 
all the way back in 1903 to see the Wright brothers' first flight. Right, Reading Bug? That's right, Lauren. Or at least, that's where I hope we've landed. Why don't we all get out and have a look around and make sure we're in the right place and time? Okay, Reader. Let's climb out of the book bag and have a look around. Oh, look! We're in someone's backyard. There's the house just behind us, and straight ahead are two boys and a girl playing together. I don't see an airplane anywhere, though. Do you? No, I don't. That's strange. Maybe the book bag landed in the wrong spot. No way. I had all the right books in my book bag to take us directly to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Why don't we introduce ourselves to those children and ask if they know where we can find the Wright brothers? I'm certain they must be nearby. Sure. Follow me. Um, hi there, kids. My name is Lauren, and this is the Reading Bug and our reader friend. I'm afraid we're a little lost. We've traveled many, many miles and many years, too, in order to witness a very important historical event. And we really don't want to be late. We're looking for the Wright brothers. Do you know where they might be? Did you say the Wright brothers? Well, I'm happy to say you found the Wright backyard. <laughs> <laughs> we have? Do they live here? Are they your parents? Is this the home of the Wright brothers? And the Wright sister. Yes, we are the Wrights. This is Wilbert. Hi. This is Orville. Hi. And I'm their sister, Catherine. Wilbur, Orville, Catherine, those are definitely the right, right names. But you are all too young to be the right brothers and sister we are looking for. Is your dad also named Wilbur or Orville? No, no. Our father is Milton. He's a pastor for the Church of the United Brethren in Christ. And our mother is Susan. There are no other Wilbur's or Orville's in this Wright family. And who are you calling too young anyway? We're older than you think. My older brother, Wilbur, is 13 years old. He's a teenager. I am 10, and Catherine is pretty young. She's only seven. Watch it, Orville. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are the Wright brothers then? Amazing. And Wright sister. Hey, little bug, can you fly? Of course I can. Watch me. Amazing! Wow, wow! See, I told you, you just need to flap faster, Catherine. Look at how fast the bug's wings are moving. If you could flap even faster, I'm sure you could fly. I'm flapping as fast as I can, Orville. See? No, I don't think flapping is going to get me off of the ground. It works for the bug because she's so little. Hey, Catherine, that's a beautiful set of wings you're wearing. Maybe not quite as beautiful as my wonderful red wings and their big, beautiful black dots, <laughs> but still very attractive. Oh, why, thank you, Reading Bug. I made these myself. I just love to read, and I just read The Adventures of Daedalus and Icarus. In it, there is an amazing story about a boy named Icarus who was able to escape from an evil king by flying out of his prison window on a pair of wings that his father built for him out of feathers and wax. It inspired me to make these wings. I had to draw the feathers, though. See? We love to read, too. And the story of Icarus is one of my favorite Greek myths because it has a good moral, which means it's a story that teaches a lesson. After Icarus escapes the prison, he flies too close to the sun, even though he was warned not to, and the wax in his wings melts, which causes him to fall out of the sky. 
People still use the expression, don't fly too close to the sun, as a warning not to be overly ambitious or greedy. That's right. I think the lesson is also that anything is possible, even flying with lax wings. But you always need to be careful and listen to advice. My brothers and I love that myth because we love to play games where we pretend that we're flying. Would you like to fly with me? Let's pretend that we're all flying out of the prison window to freedom together. But remember not to fly too close to the sun. When I count to three, Orville, Wilbur, Reader, and Lauren, flap your arms and fly with me. Reading bug, you can actually fly. One, two, three, here we go! Whee! <laughs> oh no, I flew too close to the sun. Ah, I'm falling! Oh, you crashed into me. I'm falling too. Ah! <laughs> that was really fun. <laughs> it sure was. But I'm still confused. You're all so young. Yeah. Wilbur and Orville were much older when they took their first engine-powered flight in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina, on December 17, 1903. 1903? North Carolina? Actually, you're not at the right place at all. It's 1880, and you're in our backyard in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, are we playing Time Traveler now? I love that game. Hello, Earthlings. It's 1903, and I come from outer space. Take me to your leader. I am an alien, too. Do not be afraid. <laughs> oh, no. Reading bug. Reader, we are in the wrong place. I can't believe it, but I think you're right. Our attempt to time travel to see the first airplane flight in history has failed. The book bag took us to meet the Wright brothers and sister, but we arrived 23 years too early. What could have gone wrong? Oh, no. I'm sorry, Reader. This is awful. We won't have any stories to tell our friends and family about our adventure today, except that our trip to see the Wright brothers' first airplane flight was a failure. How embarrassing. Wait a second. Did you say you wanted to see our first airplane flight? Yes, but... We were just about to make our first flight. You were, but... Yes, our papa gave us an amazing toy called Pinot's helicopter that we played with and played with until it finally broke. We couldn't find another, so we made our own. Look, on the top and bottom, these are called propellers, and these rubber bands twirled the propeller to make it fly. And here, we wrote our name along the side. See? The right. We were just about to see if it works. If you stay a little bit longer, you'll see our very first flight. Well, we have come a very long way. What do you think, Reader? Should we see whether this toy helicopter made by the right, uh, kids can fly? Yes? Great. We'll be your audience. And would you mind if we drew a picture of you and your helicopter toy so we can remember this exciting first flight? We brought our own crayons and paper. Didn't we, Reader? Great. Okay, get those crayons ready. Catherine, why don't you try first? I think you'll need to turn the propeller on our helicopter at least a hundred times to wind the rubber band. Great job. Now hold the helicopter straight up and take your hand off the propeller at the top and your other hand off the bottom of the helicopter at the same time. I know how to do it. You don't need to tell me, Wilbur. One, two, three, go! Hey, look, it worked. The little helicopter soared into the air and it's flying. Great job, Catherine. Wilbur, I knew we could build one of our own. 
What a wonderful day. It worked. Maybe we can build another one next, but even bigger and even better. One that will stay in the air even longer. Exactly. Let's get to work. Wow. Congratulations, Wilbur, Orville, and Catherine. What a fun toy you've built. It was really nice meeting you and playing together. But I'm afraid we need to be going. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll be getting home a bit earlier than we expected. I don't know what could have possibly gone wrong, but maybe I can do a better job navigating in our next adventure. Okay. Bye, Lauren, Reader, Reading Bug. Sorry you didn't make it to Kitty Hawk today, but we loved meeting you. Come back and see us again sometime, and maybe you'll see our new and improved flying machine when you do. Okay. Keep up the incredible work, you three. We just know you'll do great things. Wait a second. Reading Bug, Catherine said to come back and visit, didn't she? That gives me an idea. We shouldn't give up now just because we didn't get to Kitty Hawk on our first try. We need to get right back in our book bag and try again. I'm sure if we keep trying, we'll get it right and make it to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina on December 17, 1903 to see the Wright brothers and sister when they're all grown up. When your first try fails and you feel like crying Dust yourself off and keep on trying I remember what my mother would say The city of Rome wasn't built in a day Just fly, we can fly Never give up, never give in We'll just try to fly And you'll find You may just fly When Humpty Dumpty took a big fall He patched himself up and climbed back up that wall We'll work very hard to turn no into yes And turn our failure into a success Just fly we can fly Never give up, never give in We'll just try to fly We'll fly We may just fly You're right, Lauren. Let's do it. Hey, look! The book bag must have heard you because it's growing bigger and bigger. Let's give it another try by counting to three and jumping right back in. My mama always told me, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, and again, and again. Magic book bag, please don't sag and please don't squawk. Take us now to Kitty Hawk. It can take a few tries to get things right, so take us to see the first airplane flight. All right, here we go. One, two, three, and we're in. Reading Bug, we're soaring up into the sky again, and we're moving in space and time. The numbers on my watch are moving forward, so we must be moving forward in time, but it's going much more slowly than usual. 
I think the book bag is trying hard to find Kitty Hawk and December 17th, 1903. And we've landed. I'm so excited. Let's hop outside to make sure that we got it right this time. Wow, this looks promising. We might be in the right place this time. What a great idea to try again. Look in front of us, reader. I see a big body of water, and Kitty Hawk is on the outer bank of North Carolina, which is surrounded by water. Hmm, what I don't see is any airplane, or the right kids. Reader, how do you think we can find them? Wait, look over there, reading bug. It's not the rights, but standing by the sailboat over there is a man. Let's go ask him where we are and what year it is. Come on. Hello, hello. My name is Lauren, and this is the reading bug and our reader friend. Can we ask you a couple of quick questions? Well, hey there. My name is Israel Perry. I was just about to go out fishing on my boat here. I call her the Curlicue. Don't get many visitors around here. What are you all doing down in Elizabeth City? Hi, Israel. It's really nice to meet you. I know this may sound a little crazy, but we're time travelers from another time and place, and we're trying to reach a town called Kitty Hawk in North Carolina on December 17th, 1903. Is Kitty Hawk close by? Time travelers? Are y'all pulling my leg? That's a good one. How did y'all ever hear about that teeny fishing village, Kitty Hawk? Are you hoping to see that crazy flying machine the Wright brothers are trying to fly? Ooh-wee, good luck to them. Most folks don't know nothing about Kitty Hawk, even thems that lived in North Carolina. It's that small but those boys are trying to put it on the map with their hijinks, that's for sure. People ain't supposed to fly, you ask me. Those boys are likely to wind up hurting themselves if they keep trying. We are looking for the Wright brothers. Is Kitty Hawk nearby? Why, yes it is, matter of fact. Just across the Albemarle Sound right here. In fact, if you look closely, you can see it just there in the distance. Look. And you came to the right person to take you there. I was born there, and last year, I took Wilbur Wright himself across the sound to Kitty Hawk for the first time. Did you hear that, reader? Reading bug? Kitty Hawk is just across the water here. We did it! Great job, reading bug. You didn't give up. You tried again. And you and your book bag took us to the right place this time. Well, hold up there just one tiny second, Miss Time Traveler. Looks like you've done a pretty poor job of traveling through time, you ask me. The year's 1901, not 1903. Oh no, we failed again. I just can't get it right. We're two years too early. So the Wright brothers aren't even here and we won't get to see them fly. Oh, quit your crying, little bug. I said it's 1901, but I never said that the Wright brothers weren't there. They're here just the same as you and me and you're in luck. They're preparing to fly right now. Fly? But how can that be? They didn't fly their airplane until 1903. Yeah, how can they be flying now? It's two years too early. Word is that they're going to fly the newest glider, maybe even today. Glider? Freighting bug, what's the difference between a glider and an airplane? Oh, that's right, Lauren. A glider floats in the air like a kite. 
It doesn't have an engine, so it can't fly unless it is launched from the top of a hill, and there's lots of wind to keep it aloft. Airplanes have motors that turn propellers to lift them into the sky. I remember that the Wright brothers conducted lots of tests with gliders before they built their first airplane. I read that Wilbur even wrote to the U.S. Weather Service in order to find the ideal place to fly from, a place with sandy hills called sand dunes and lots and lots of wind. The Weather Service wrote back and recommended Kitty Hawk. Israel, you said they may be flying their glider today. Do you think you could get us across the sound to Kitty Hawk before they test their glider? Of course I can, Lauren. If you jump in my boat right now, I think we can make it for sure. Lauren, have you taken a look at this boat? The sails look rotten, the ropes are frayed, and the post used for steering the rudder is half rotted off. And down below, the cabin is filthy and covered with bugs, bugs, bugs everywhere. I know, I know, but I'm a bug myself, so I can say this. A few bugs are good company, but swarms of buzzing flies like the ones in the cabin below are a real nightmare. And come to think of it, I know this boat. I read about it in Epic Fails, the Wright Brothers Nose Diving into History. And I remember that Wilbur's ride in it was terrifying. They almost didn't make it across the sound to Kitty Hawk. But Reading Bug, it's the only way I know to get us to Kitty Hawk. I think we have to give it a try, don't you? We can't seem to find our way to 1903, so this might be the only actual flying we see on our adventure today. Oh, I don't know. I guess you're right. I'm so sorry I couldn't get us to the right year. Don't worry, Reading Bug, it's not your fault. And we did get a lot closer this time. Okay, let's do it. But please put on your life jackets. Ew! They're dirty and stinky, but they might save your life if something happens to the boat. Okay, Reading Bug, I'm putting on my life jacket right now. Reader, let's get these stinky life jackets on together. They're made out of materials that will float and keep our heads above water, if this rickety boat happened to sink. Grab your jacket, reader. Good job. Now, let's fasten the life jacket in the front to make sure it doesn't come off. Nice and snug, just like that. Phew, you're right. These jackets are stinky. They smell like seawater and rotten fish. Okay, hold on to your hats. Here we go. Wow, it sure is windy out here on the open water. I didn't realize it when we were back on land. That's right, sail's full and we're moving fast. Be there in no time. Reading bug. Look at the view! Reading Bug? Reading Bug, where are you? Reader, where is the Reading Bug? I don't see her anywhere. I'm right here, Lauren. Phew! The water is so rough and the winds are so strong that I was blown off the boat. It's a good thing that I didn't end up in the water because I don't think I can fly if my wings get soaked. As creepy as the cabin is, I think I'm going to hang out down there with the flies so that I don't get blown out again. I'll see you in Kitty Hawk. Good idea, Reading Bug. It really is rough up here, isn't it, Reader? Israel, 
Is it normally this rough and windy on the water? No, usually a mite calmer, I reckon. But don't worry, Curly Q can handle it. Ugh, the water is rough and striking the boat below and rocking it back and forth, back and forth. And the smell from the boat is so bad I'm starting to get seasick. How are you feeling, Reader? Uh, Lauren, I'm afraid we've got a bigger problem than your seasickness. What do you mean, Reading Bug? I'm feeling pretty bad. I hope we're almost there. But is there some other problem now? Yes! Lauren, there's a leak down here on the bottom of the boat, and it's starting to fill with water. We need to do something fast, or this boat is going to sink. Israel, your boat, it's sinking. Sinking? Curly Q, no way. Let me take a look. Uh-oh, that little bug is right. I can't do anything because I need to steer the boat. Lauren, reader, kindly grab some buckets and start bailing water out of the boat fast as you can. If you want to stay afloat, you're going to need to move quickly. Okay, quick, reader, follow me down below and grab a bucket on your way. Perfect. Here's what we need to do. First, scoop the water into your bucket. Then, run upstairs and dump the water overboard. Ready? Let's do it. Okay, I've got a bucket of water. Let's dump it. Great! Again! Scoop! Run! And dump! Again! Scoop! Run! And dump! We've got to move faster, Reader. As quickly as we're bailing the water, it keeps pouring into the cabin. Scoop! Run! And dump! Scoop! Run! Dump! Reading Bug, Israel, I'm not sure we can keep this up much longer. We're wet, we're tired, and I'm still seasick. If you can't keep the water out of the boat, we're going to have to lighten the load. I hope you are strong swimmers because we need to throw one or both of you off the boat. I'd be glad to jump off myself, but a captain must stay with his ship. Lauren, we are in a sinking boat in the middle of an ocean inlet. And I'm starting to think that our captain doesn't know what he's doing. We're too far to go back where we started, and I'm not sure that we can get to the other side either. Reading Bug, we're going to need your help to survive this boat ride. Oh, Lauren, hang on tight and keep bailing water. I'm going for help. I promise I'll be back soon. Reader, you heard the reading bug. She's going to fly as fast as her wings will carry her on to find help. But we need to keep bailing water or this boat will sink for sure. I sure hope we can keep the boat above water long enough for the reading bug to find someone to rescue us. While we wait for help to arrive, I'm going to pause our adventure for a brief message about today's sponsor. Don't go anywhere. The Reading Bug and I will be right back in just one minute. Hi, friends.
friends. Are you looking for a storytime podcast with your littles? Something that has some great storytelling and maybe some conversation about it? Look no further. With Storytime with Philip and Mommy, my little guy Philip and I sit down every single day and read a story together. And we, of course, want you to join us. Grab your copy of the book, sit down, let's read it, and let's talk about it. We'll learn new words, we'll learn new ideas, and then we'll learn how we can use those stories in our lives. It's a lot of fun. Classics like Little Golden Books or Bernstein Bears, all the way up through the newest phenomenons like Bluey. We talk about them and we have a lot of laughs. It's a great time and we hope that you can come and join us. So please look for us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Storytime with Philip and Mommy. Thanks so much. We'll see you there. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group and the Chupacabras of the Rio Grande by Adam Gidwitz and David Bowles. The latest adventure in the Unicorn Rescue Society series. Lauren, did you say the Chupacabras of the Rio Grande? I loved that book! And I love Adam Gidwitz. He came to our store once and read aloud from another one of his great series, A Tale Dark and Grim. That's right, Reading Bug. His storytelling was amazing. I loved the entire Unicorn Rescue Society series, but most especially the Basque Dragon. What's this one about? Oh, it's great. In it, Elliot and Euchenna, and Jersey too, are whisked away by Professor Fauna to Laredo, on the U.S.-Mexican border to help another mystical creature in need, the Chupacabras. Teaming up with local kids, Lupita and Mateo Cervantes, plus their brilliant mother, Dr. Alejandra Cervantes, the kids struggle to not only keep the chupacabras safe, but also to bring a divided community together. Wow, it sounds like a great adventure. And you know I love a good adventure. Oh, it is. And it's very special because there are two authors for this book. Adam is joined by David Bowles as co-author. We recommend all the books in the Unicorn Rescue Society series. You can buy your copy of The Chupacabras of the Rio Grande and any of the other books in the series at thereadingbug.com or by visiting your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Penguin Young Readers Group for their support. Reader, you're back! Quickly, grab a bucket and help me bail the water out of the cabin of the boat. We're on Israel's rickety and sinking boat in the middle of the Albemarle Sound somewhere near Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. I'm really, really glad you came back, even though so far we've failed to make it to December 17, 1903, when the Wright brothers took the very first manned airplane flight. We've tried to get there not once, but twice, and I'm really proud of you for not giving up and coming back to try again. But first things first, let's try to keep this old boat from sinking long enough for the reading bug to bring help from the shore. Lauren, reader, I'm back, and I've brought some help. The shore is not too far away. I saw a small crowd gathered, so I flew toward it and found some old friends right in the middle. Wilbur and Orville Wright, all grown up. That's right. Hi, Lauren. Hi, reader. 
We could hardly believe our eyes when we saw the reading bug flying towards us. It's been years and years since we first met you, but we could never forget our close encounter with a talking ladybug and our conversations about flying. The reading bug told us that you were in trouble, and of course we rushed to your rescue. And hello again, Israel. When I heard there was a boat sinking in the Albemarle, I was pretty sure I knew whose boat it was. I had a pretty scary boat trip with Israel myself, and just after that, I decided to buy my own motorboat, so I'd never get into Captain Israel's again. When we heard you were stuck on the curlicue, I told Wilbur we had to put everything on hold until we found you and Reader and brought you safely to shore. Aren't you forgetting someone? You're going to need to rescue me, too, and my beautiful boat. Israel, I'll let you jump into our boat, too. We won't leave you in the middle of the Albemarle Sound, but we won't be able to save that sinking shipwreck that you call the curlicue. Think fast. We've got to get off this boat quickly. Are you coming with us or not? Well, I know that a captain is supposed to go down with his ship, but I's too young to die. Here I come, ready or not. Okay, let's go, everyone. Lauren, grab my hands and I'll pull you and Reader into our boat. First you, Lauren, on the count of three. One, two, three, and you're in. And now you, Reader. One, two, three, and you're in. Great. Let's turn this boat around and get back to shore. Oh, my beautiful curlicue. I'll never forget you. You're safe. And it's only a quick trip back to shore. While we're heading back to the beach, Lauren, can you tell us how you came to be here? Well, Wilbur, we've been trying to meet up with you at a very special moment on a very special day, but we haven't gotten it quite right yet. We love meeting you as children, but seeing your first handmade toy flight wasn't exactly what we were hoping to witness. Rather than give up, though, you inspired us to try again, and here we are. That's right. And on this try, we got a lot closer. But we still didn't get all the way there. I see. So you wanted to see our first manned glider flight, but you ended up a couple of miles away. Well, a couple of miles and a couple of years. Well, you're in luck. Like I said, we put everything on hold while we went to rescue you. So you'll still get to see our first flight in the new glider. I'm feeling really good about it, too. Incredible. We were inspired on that day you visited us as kids, too. And we've also been trying to get things right ever since. Along with Catherine, we started making bigger and better toys. And when we saw what was possible, we started dreaming of being able to build a flying machine that could hold people, too. And now, we're trying to make those dreams a reality. There are a lot of other people who are trying to beat us to that goal but we have been hard at work on a glider that can hold one or two passengers. We came to Kitty Hawk last year, and we have been running lots and lots of tests on our glider ever since. First unmanned, like a giant kite, then manned with Wilbur flying on top. The first day I flew on the glider, it was incredible. We dragged the glider to the beach where I climbed aboard and grabbed the controls. The wind picked up caught the fabric of our flyer and pulled it up towards the sky. Orville and our friend William Tate let go of the ropes that held the glider on the ground 
and for a few amazing seconds, our glider was flying. Just like you fly, Reading Bug. When the glider came back to the earth and skidded to a bumpy stop, I could see that our glider had flown several hundred feet. Yeah, we measured. The glider had flown almost 400 feet. That's longer than the distance of a football field. But like with our helicopter toy, the first taste of success only made us want to try harder and create something bigger, better, and capable of flying even farther. Unfortunately, after that first flight, things haven't quite been as easy. A series of severe storms blew through and destroyed our beautiful glider. So we started over with plans for something bigger and better in mind. And now we finally have it built and are ready to test it today at Kill Devil Hills. It's just next to Kitty Hawk and it's where we're headed now. This glider is bigger than the first. It has a 22 foot wingspan and it has a protruding nose and a device called an elevator that will help the pilot control the angle of the plane during flight, helping me keep it in the air even longer. It has been a long road to get to this day, but I'm proud of myself and Wilbur for never giving up. We've had hurricanes, heat waves, and swarms of mosquitoes out here in Kitty Hawk. <laughs> the mosquitoes were so bad that they not only covered us head to toe in itchy bites, but those dang skeeters have actually eaten through all of our socks and underwear. Here we are, Kill Devil Hills, North Carolina. And if you take a look over there to your left, you can feast your eyes on our glider. After all those setbacks and failures, we're finally ready to see how she'll fly. Oh, wow, look, Reader. The glider is much bigger than I imagined. And it has two wings, one on top of the other, instead of just one. That's right, Lauren. That's what they call a biplane design. Bi means two, for the two wings. Reading Bug, didn't Wilbur and Orville say that one of them would be flying the glider today? I don't see any place for a pilot to sit on that glider. There's no cockpit or anything. Well, that's because the pilot of this glider doesn't sit anywhere, Lauren. I'll be lying down, flat on my stomach on the lower wing, and I'll steer the glider by moving a cradle attached to my hips that can pull the wires and make the wings move up and down and keep me in the air longer, and turn the rudder at the same time to move left or right. Wow, that sure sounds dangerous. It is, but the greatest danger in life is not taking the adventures you are offered. Carelessness and overconfidence are usually more dangerous than deliberately accepted risks. Oh, and look at the gathered crowd here to see our flight. Did you know that one of our aviation heroes, Octave Chanute, has come all the way from France to watch us today? Octave is an inventor who perfected a glider's rigging system so it could carry a person. We've used his rigging system in our manned glider. He's right over there. Do you want to join him while we prepare the glider for flight? Oui, oui. Monsieur and mademoiselle, I am so excited to witness this flight today by the incredible Wright brothers. Come here to watch with me. Yes, yes, yes. It may not be the flight we intended to see, but we will be watching history being made today. Reader, Lauren, let's join Monsieur Chanute. Great. You all enjoy one another's company while Orville and I climb to the top of the dune and get ready for takeoff. 
will be airborne in no time. Hello. It is so pleasing to meet you. Are you friends of the Wilbur and Orville? You can say that, yes. We have known them and their sister, Catherine, since they were children. How charming. I have only known them for a little while, advising them on their inventions. But I must say I am très, très impressed. Wilbur, Orville, to Paul Affair. Good luck. Ladies and gentlemen, and Bug, thank you for joining my brother Wilbur and I on this historic day. Wilbur has taken his place on our glider and we're ready for flight. The wind is just right, and I think you're in for a real treat. In just a moment, I'll help untie the ropes holding the glider to the ground so the wind can lift it into the air. Wilbur, are you ready? Ready! Here we go! Oh no! Raider! Raiding Bug, look! The glider took a nosedive into the sand! Wilbur has crashed! Well, fortunately, he barely made it into the air, so he didn't have far to fall. It looks like the glider and Wilbur are both okay. Just a slight setback, but no problem. Let's try again! I'm confident we can get it right. Orville, help me reset the glider. That sure was scary. I'm glad everyone is okay. How brave to get right back up and try again. Okay, everyone. We're going to give that another try. You came to see a flight, not a crash, right? Wilbur, are you ready for another go? Ready. Okay. Gentlemen, untie the ropes. Now! Oh no! The glider crashed again! But just like last time, Wilbur and the glider are both okay. Well, that wasn't quite what we wanted either. <laughs> uh, did you ever hear the saying that the third time's a charm? I think we've got to try a third time then, don't you, Orville? Quickly, let's reset the glider again. Okay, let's give this one more go, why don't we? The glider is back in position. The wind is still strong and it looks like we should be ready to go. Wilbur, you ready? Ready. Oh no, look, the glider is moving backwards. And it's not flying, it's just bumping along the ground with poor Wilbur hanging on tightly to avoid getting thrown off. Oh, no! The glider crashed into the dune behind it, and Wilbur was thrown to the ground. Quickly, let's see if he's okay. Wilbur! Wilbur, are you okay? Are you hurt? I'm okay, I'm okay. A little battered and bruised, but I can still stand. It's still in one piece. See? Watch it. You may be in one piece, but just barely. You look awful, uh, and I think you broke your nose. Here, hold on to Lauren and me and we'll help you walk back. Yes, hold on to my shoulder, just like that. Boy, you sure gave us a scare. We, oui. <sighs> Orville, we failed. It feels like I may have broken a few ribs, 
and neither the glider nor I is in any condition to try again today. I thought for sure this was our big day. I thought we'd finally gotten it right. But maybe everyone was right. People are simply not meant to fly. No, Wilbur, no, don't say that. Wilbur, my brother, I must disagree. If birds can glide up in the air, why can't we? I know a ship can sail clear through the sky. Who else can build it? Let's continue to try. We'll fly. We can fly. Never give up. Never give in. We'll just try to fly. Wilbur, we'll fly. Never give up. Never give in and you'll find We may just fly We built a machine to take us up in the air With the lift and the speed to keep us up there Our next glider needs rudders to move side to side With pitch roll and yaw for a more perfect ride We'll fly, we can fly Never give up, never give in We'll just try to fly, we'll fly. Never give up, never give in, and you'll find we may just fly. Its wings will not flap, it will cruise like a bird, surfing the wind with no sound, not a word. Up, up, and away, our contraption will fly. Who else can build it? I know we must try. Just fly. We can fly. Never give up. Never give in. We'll just try to fly. We'll fly. We may just fly. Orville, you're right. We must keep trying. We've had our setbacks before, and we've never let them stop us. And I think I know what's missing, too. We can't rely on the wind alone to get our glider off the ground. Look at the reading bug. She stays in the air because she keeps her wings in motion and our toy helicopter flew as long as the rubber bands kept the propeller spinning. So what do we need? We need power to help keep our flying machine in the air. An engine! Brilliant, Wilbur! Why rely on the whims of the wind, like Israel in the Curlicue, when we can control our own destiny with a powered engine like the one on our motorboat? a powerful engine that can keep a propeller spinning and keep us in the air. Yes, but the engine must be light enough not to weigh it down. Let's go home to Ohio to design and build it. Here, here! Keep on trying, and I know you will succeed. Nabandon pa! We know you can do it too, but 
Unfortunately, we won't be able to witness it. We've tried to see the first manned airplane flight twice, and we've failed both times. It was fun to see Wilbur and Orville all grown up, but we didn't even get to see the Wright Brothers glider fly today. I'm sorry things didn't work out the way I planned. I'm sorry I couldn't give you the adventure I promised. Reading bug, we're all tired. But visiting the Wright Brothers twice now has really inspired me. We may be tired, but look at Wilbur. He's really banged up, and he's still not giving up. I think we should keep trying, too. Let's ask our book bag to try to take us to December 17th, 1903, one more time. What do you say, Reading Bug? You know what, Lauren? Just like Wilbur and Orville, you're right. <laughs> After all, we know from the books in our book bag that no matter how bad things look now, they do succeed in becoming the first men to fly an airplane. Just like the Wright brothers, we can't give up now. I read in Great Quotes from Great Women by Peggy Anderson that a famous pilot named Amelia Earhart once said, never interrupt someone doing something you said couldn't be done. That's the right attitude, Reading Bug. I believe that the book bag can take us to December 17th, 1903, to see the Wright Brothers' first flight. We're so close this time. One more try, and I'm confident we can do it. What do you think, reader? Great! Then let's go! One more time! The book bag is growing bigger again, so we can hop inside and give this adventure another try. Are you ready to jump inside? Great! One, two... Three, jump! Whoa! We're already up in the air, soaring upwards. But we don't seem to be moving very much. I still see the Albemarle sound below. Why aren't we moving, Reading Bug? I don't know, but we're heading quickly back down to the ground now. Hang on! Wow, that was pretty fast. Do you think it worked? Do you think we finally made it to Kitty Hawk, North Carolina on December 17th, 1903? Only one way to find out. Everyone out of the book bag, again. Hey, look, I know exactly where we are. Oh no, we're still at Kill Devil Hills. Look outside, we're in the exact same spot as before. We failed again. Lauren, reader, reading bug. Hello! You're here again! It's so wonderful to see you! Yes, it is. A whole lot has happened since we last saw you, but you couldn't have arrived at a better time. Wait, did you say a lot has happened? How can that be? We just saw you, right here at Kill Devil Hills! Hey, Wilbur! Your nose! It doesn't look like it's broken anymore. What's going on? Say, what day is it today anyway, Wilbur? It's December 17th, 1903. It is? But that means... We made it! Lauren, reader, we did it! We landed on exactly the right day in exactly the right place. What was it Wilbur said in 1901? Third time's a charm? Great work, Reading Bug! Reader, you didn't give up! And here we are, right where you said we'd be. But like Wilbur said, a whole lot has happened since we last saw you two years ago. After that disastrous trial, we decided that we needed to build a motor 
so that our glider would not have to rely on the wind to get up in the sky. At first we tried using a motor like the one that powers our boat, but it's a lot harder than it looks, believe me. Yeah, and we didn't have any experience at all building motors, so we asked an employee of our bike shop, Charlie Taylor, to help us. Bike shop? I thought you were inventors. We are, but the bicycle shop is what helps pay for all the work on our flying machines. And our work building bicycles also helped us invent some of the parts we use on our airplanes. For example, Orville and I figured out we could use sprocket chain drives, like chains on your bicycle, to turn the propellers on our airplane. See? You can see the sprocket chain drive running from the engine all the way to the propellers. Oh, wow! Look, Reader, there it is! The Wright Brothers airplane! Orville, Wilbur, it's amazing. Yeah! It looks a lot like your glider. A biplane, right? That's right. But there's a motor on it. Yep, right next to where the pilot lies to balance his weight. Charlie could tell you a lot more about that motor and what it took to build it. But the most important thing is that it only weighs 152 pounds. That's because Charlie made it with a metal called aluminum, which no one's ever done before. Yeah, and Orville and I had to design the propellers Two propellers, just like our toy helicopter had, positioned at the back of the wings. One of the propellers turns one way, and the other turns the other way to balance each other. Wow, it's beautiful. Does your airplane have a name? A name? We haven't had time to think of a name. We've been too busy preparing for our very first flight, which will be today. Whatever we accomplish today will be more important than what our airplane is named anyway. But Wilbur, your airplane needs a name. Think about the newspaper headlines tomorrow. Before you fly, let's just spend a little time thinking of a great name. Let's see, what about the Wright's Delight? Good one. <laughs> that sounds a little bit more like an ice cream sundae than an airplane, don't you think? What about something to do with Kitty Hawk here? Maybe the Hurricane Hawk. I like it, but the last thing we want to do is get blown about like a hurricane, especially if I'm going to be the one piloting. We all remember what happened to you with the glider. Hmm, what might be a good name? Reader, what do you think? These are all wonderful suggestions, but I have an idea. Why don't we call it the Wright Flyer number one? I've got a good feeling this plane is destined to be the very first successful airplane. The Wright Flyer number one. I like it. Me too. And it's also number one because we're not stopping here. We're going to keep building bigger and better airplanes, right Wilbur? Right. Well, what do you think, Orville? Time to get the Wright Flyer number one into the air? Absolutely. Wilbur, Orville, this is going to be a history-making day. I'm sure of it. All your trying, failing, and trying again has brought you to this amazing day. One question, though. Before you go, where's your sister Catherine? I loved playing with her when she was little, and it seemed like she shared your love of adventure, invention, and flying. Did Catherine stop working with you on your airplane? Oh, no, Reading Bug. Catherine remains a very important member of our team. She still works with us on our gliders when we're home in Ohio. But unfortunately, someone needed to stay with our father. He's quite old and can't be left alone. 
And someone needs to take care of our bicycle shop when we're not there. Catherine does all of this and more so that Wilbur and I can pursue our dream. That's right. You should always think of us as the Wright brothers and sister. We often write to Catherine to keep her and Papa informed about what we are doing. And she writes us back frequently, too. So in that way, she continues to be a part of our work, even when she can't be here in person. When I read Catherine's letters, I feel as if I can even hear her voice. My, My dearest, dearest Wilbur and Orville. Oh, how I wish that I could be there to see you and your plane flying high in the air. But I must stay here in the backdrop and keep a lookout over our little bike shop. Just fly, you'll fly. Never give up, never give in. We'll just try to fly. And you'll find you may just fly. Even as I can see you in my mind's eye, getting ready to fly away up in the sky. I see Orville climb aboard today, and I see Wilbur by your side on the runway. Just fly. We'll just try to fly, we'll fly, you may just fly. Orville, let's make Catherine and Papa proud today. It's your turn. Are you ready? Just give me one more minute, Wilbur. First, I'm putting on my soft cap with the warm ear flaps. I'm getting ready to fly. Now, I'm snapping up my jacket. There's a first aid kit, I'll pack it. I'm getting ready to fly. Oh, how my mind boggles as I'm putting on my goggles. I'm getting ready to fly. Now, I'm anticipating we'll soon be celebrating. I'm getting ready to fly. Okay. Here we go. Ladies, gentlemen, and bug, of course. The plane is in position. The wind is blowing in the sunny sky. And my brave brother and partner, Orville, is piloting the first manned airplane flight ever in the Wright Flyer number one. Orville, are you ready? Ready. Fire up the engine. Plane is starting to move. Here we go. Look, look, it's it's flying. Whoa, whoa, it looks like a pretty wild ride, doesn't it, Reader? Up, now down and up again. Still flying. Oh, and down again, but safely, for good this time. Click. Let's go make sure Orville is okay. Orville, Orville, you did it! We did it! The plane was in the air for a whole 12 seconds! You were flying! 
That was one wild ride. It rose in the air, dipped down, rose again, bounced and dipped again like a bucking bronco. The wing even struck the water of the sound. Did you see? That was exciting and really, really scary. You must have been so scared, Orville. <laughs> scared? There wasn't time to be scared. Wilbur, what a rush. Now I know how you feel flying through the air, Reading Bug. But we can do better. I know we can. Twelve seconds wasn't nearly long enough. You're right, Orville. Just like we've always done, we'll keep trying. But hey, let's enjoy this moment a little. We did it. The first flight, the first successful airplane ever. Orville, just like Lauren and the Reading Bug said, we've changed history today. You know what? You're right. <laughs> More hard work tomorrow, but today, let's celebrate. First, a telegram to Catherine, though, don't you think? It may have only been a flight of 12 seconds. An uncertain, wavy, creeping sort of flight at best. But it was a real flight at last. Oh, reader, Lauren, reading bug, will you join us in celebrating this historic flight and all the hard work behind us? And ahead of us. Orville, Wilbur, this was an amazing day. We love being here with you, not only today, but through history, experiencing your hard work and your incredible resilience. Yes, but now it is time for us to fly away ourselves. It seems like we've been away from home for years and years, and we need to hurry back before anyone notices we've been gone. Thank you so much for sharing your successes and your failures with us. We'll never forget how hard you all worked to make your dream of a manned flight a reality. You really changed the world. Keep up your hard work. Oh, we will. Reading Bug, before you know it, I'll be zipping through the skies just like you. Thanks for all the support and inspiration. Goodbye. Goodbye. Be sure to say hello to Catherine for us. Okay, everybody ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, Three hops and we're in! We've had a big adventure within our book bag And I think we saved the day We'll see you next time, goodbye book bag Now it's time to fly away Look, Reader, we're soaring through the air and back home again Just like Orville did on the right flyer number one Yeah, but not quite as bumpy Orville and Wilbur would be amazed to see all the awesome flying machines their first flight inspired. The beautiful jets that fly all around the world as well as the rockets that travel through space. Their plane ride was the beginning of the age of aviation. And now our world is full of flying machines that they never would have imagined. Small private planes, sleek jets, helicopters, seaplanes, turboprops, biplanes, gliders, gyroplanes, and many more. I can't wait to see the pictures you draw of today's adventure, Reader. Oh, yes! I'll never forget playing with Catherine, Orville, and Wilbur and their cool helicopter toy. Or Catherine's wax wings. Right! Or the terrible trip with Israel and his boat. Or Wilbur's glider crash. Or the successful first flight of the Wright Flyer, number one. What a day! If you had fun on today's adventure and want to have even more airplane adventures, you can read any of the books in my book bag. 
A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. Hey, look, we're back. You're right, Reading Bug. We are back. That was an incredible adventure. And you were incredible too, Reader. No matter how tough or how uncertain things got, you never gave up. And in the end, everything turned out all right. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader You're ready to learn about everything as you grow You'll show this world that you can be anything You could sing your way into a Broadway show Don't let anyone tell you no Whatever you do, one thing will be true There's nothing you can't do You can make your dreams come true Just by being you Great job on our adventure today, reader. I sure learned a lot about the Wright brothers. And sister. Of course, the Wright brothers and sister. I hope you learned a lot too. We've got to be going now, but we'll see you again soon for our next exciting adventure. Goodbye. Goodbye, reader. See you again soon. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures was sponsored by Penguin Young Readers Group and the Chupacabras of the Rio Grande by Adam Gidwitz and David Bowles. The latest adventure in the Unicorn Rescue Society series. We recommend all the books in the Unicorn Rescue Society series. You can buy your copy of the Chupacabras of the Rio Grande and any of the other books in the series at thereadingbug.com or by visiting your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Penguin Young Readers Group for their support. And thank you for joining our adventure today. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, John, Brandon, and Riley Savage, and by Tyler Elman, Arthur Graff, Katie Jelniak, and Rob DeCruz. Original music was written by me, Diane Savage, and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery was done by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is a family-owned independent bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. And please support passion, expertise, and creativity in children's literature by continuing to shop with us or other local independent booksellers. Thank you. Goodbye. Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got the cure. Three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. <laughs> New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Podcast.